0: A bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown. Sleep tight stories.
1: Hey, everybody! Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross tiffany cross join me and be a part of sisterhood friendship wisdom and laughter we gather a seasoned elder myself as the middle generation and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had listen to a cross generations podcast on the iheart radio app apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast discover a
0: new educational and interactive podcast stories for kids by lingo kids
2: My next guest, his name is Benny Pugh. He's a respected entertainment industry veteran of decades of experience, propelling the careers of some of the leading superstars. When I say superstars, I don't mince words, including Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye West, Travis Scott, Future, DJ Khaled, and 21 Savage. Pugh has left an indelible mark on the music industry, holding executive roles at labels like Motown, Def Jam, Epic Records. MC Records. Rock Nation. That's when he called me and said he was doing Rock Nation. I tried to hook up. Yes, you're the Rock Nation, boy. Okay. (laughs) Before ultimately deciding to pivot to, this is why he's on the show, pivoting to entrepreneurship because that's what Money Making Conversation Masterclass is all about. Not getting so much locked in in what you're doing but what you're capable of doing for your own personal dream. Over two years later, Benny Pugh's multi- multi-tiered entertainment company, Diverse diverse Media is home to record labels, distribution platform, publishing, management, and more. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass, the CEO, Benny Pugh. What's up? (laughs) How you doing, my friend? (laughs) How you, man? (laughs) Well, you know, Benny, it's... uh, First of all, let let me just tell you why Benny is so special to me. Uh, Steve Harvey and I, he gave us our first uh, record deal. Way back in uh, 2000, what, one or two? Man, listen, that was a real
3: story, too, man. Yeah. You guys... One thing I will say about um, you and Steve is that, you know, there's no secret on why you guys are successful. Because, you know, I've been in... As I started my career in Motown Records, so I was blessed to mm-hmm. start my introduction into the music business in a black-owned company. Right. Right, mm-hmm. which is different. Like mm-hmm. Everyone's journey is different, but one thing that I feel blessed was is that, you know, they made us work hard. Um, you know how it is when we were with us. Right. Right, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. they taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, they wouldn't allow me to fail. Right. Mm-hmm. They made me work and wouldn't allow me to fail. Right. They made me work <laughs> and wouldn't allow me to fail, right? <laughs> but when I, when I met you and Steve, I saw like, you know, the, the connection and the love and the drive and the determination. And one thing that you guys always have was foresight and vision. So mm-hmm. to see where you both are isn't a surprise to me. Oh, thank you. Because y'all you. was some tight. <laughs> Top dressed Yo Super clean I ain't a, Yo Y'all remind me Of Jam hey and Lewis hey, hey, man, Y'all remind me this Like NPR, Jimmy J- This uh, I'm, I'm not gonna drop this. I'm oh, not gonna drop None of them no, words no, no, But I gotta get the people Oh I gotta get the people A little bit about You know I hear you all that money making And all that good Good all that good talk But they don't know man You a real one And mm-hmm. um You know What you talk Is really what you're about So mm-hmm. I'm so excited To be here And just you know Be able to um Speak to your audience And that you're extending you know, an opportunity for the, to do this with you. So, appreciate
2: you, brother. We know, Benny, um, the, the, the 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 ability to communicate has always been your skill set, you know, mm-hmm. which I mean, I've met him in L.A., I've met him in Chicago, I've met him in Las Vegas, I've met him in Atlanta, I've met him in New York City. But it's always consistent. Your tone and your personality has always been consistent. Mm-hmm. Is that intentional? Or you have a clear understanding that people... What they expect that you should be delivering that? So it all
3: starts, for me, it started at home. Mm -hmm. You know, my parents would never allow us to speak with our head down and eyes down, never did that. Um, Then, as, uh, you know, we were being reared, realized the value of what we say Mm -hmm. is what we mean, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, all of those things, we came from a strong Christian. Background like my mother was a real Christian, not like the fake Christians. Right. But y'all know them, the real Bible. You know them real Bible. Like I never saw my mother a pair of jeans, or right. pants, because mm-hmm. there's a scripture somewhere I haven't found it yet in the Bible that women. I don't. And jeans wasn't even around then. But there's a scripture right. that women shouldn't emulate men in any. But you know, I'm sure your audience, them good old Baptist Christian women mm-hmm. and men, understand that. And so we grew, we grew up in a in a very. Yeah. You know, devout household in, in that respect but I think what what was really important for me in, in identification was the fact that um, I started delivering papers and news uh, newspapers at 11 years old mm-hmm. and what you realize in the lessons that were given in dealing with adults is kind of like now in business managing up right you know just like when you go to a restaurant you eat believe it or not the servers at a disadvantage. Because mm-hmm. you can always say I don't like it. Right. You go to the bathroom and leave. Right. <laughs> There's a lot of things that can happen, mm-hmm. but you've already provided the service. Mm-hmm. So at 11 years old, I realized how shifty adults could be. Mm-hmm. You Not know, on delivered the paper all week in rain. Had to get up at six in the morning. Mm-hmm. Collect day. Y'all know when collect day is. You either never there. They give you a little bit. You got to come back later. <laughs> come see me on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Or like you know what. They disappear for three or four weeks. Mm-hmm. So. At that point, I realized, you know, I wasn't a child anymore because I was dealing with adults. So right. it's like playing up in basketball, right? right. Like mm-hmm. you're a freshman playing with the seniors. Right. So ultimately, I never really dealt with kids my age in that aspect because I was always, you know, dealing with adults. So right. I learned how to customize myself in situations going up and down.
2: Absolutely. The, the interesting thing about... Uh, just having you on the show, we're going to talk a little bit about your book mm-hmm. that's coming out in September. Yes, sir. But in just that note right there, why are you writing a book, Benny Pugh?
3: <sighs> so there's a story behind that. I never had aspirations on doing a book, but on August 31st, I was in a near-death car accident. August 22nd, I took my son to boarding school. He went to uh, IMG and Braden and... Florida, and on the 26th of August, a friend of mine called me in the office, and he asked me if I wanted to go to a barbecue, and I told him yes. The next day, he called me on Wednesday and asked me if I was still coming. That Thursday, he calls me again and asked me if I'm still coming. That Saturday morning, I I took a flight uh, from New Jersey down to... Charlotte, North Carolina, and from Charlotte, I drove to Columbia, South Carolina, to visit my sister and my nephews and spend some time with them while they were playing football. My sister and I, we drove from Columbia to Orangeburg to spend some time with my father and celebrate his 70th birthday, and I spent a little time with my mother, who has Alzheimer's. My friend calls me again and asks me if we're still coming. On the 31st, I drive from Columbia to Charlotte to take a flight back to New York. It was a misty rain that day, so the flight was delayed. Get on the plane, fly back to New York. I'm about an hour and a half late now. I call my wife and let her know I'm going to be late because the flight was delayed. And I had a meeting in New York City in Manhattan. Driving home, my friend calls. He asked me, are you still coming? I said, yes. Call my wife, let her know to get my youngest daughter and let her know that we weren't going to take the convertible because it um, seemed like it wouldn't be safe with this rain. So we'd take the truck, pick them up. We drive out to rural New Jersey. We we're about 20 minutes out. My friend calls me and he asks me again, are we coming? I said, yeah. So finally we get to the house and what I thought was just a barbecue, he had actually catered for the two families. So it was really sweet. Four adults, three bottles of wine. He and I, we peel off out of the living room and we go into the deck. His house is 10,000 square feet. So there's a lot of distance. We're sitting on the deck and uh, we're, we're reminiscing. I've known him about 35 years and, you know, talking about the good things, a lot of challenges happening in his life, challenges happening in my life. That misty rain happens again. So I don't know whether he said or I said, but well, we both stood up and said, you know what? Let's go take a ride. He just bought a new 550 Benz. So we walked from the deck, through the kitchen, into the carport, jump in the car, turns on the radio, he backs out, jumps out of the car, walks in the house, gets a cigar, gets back in the house. Now the women and the two kids, they come out. I don't know why black people always want to see people pull off, but that's what we do, right? (laughs) We do that in a wave. He backs out. Drives down this driveway, which is probably the length of a New York City block. We get to the end of the roadway. He opens the gate. It's a two-lane roadway in rural New Jersey. He literally makes a right. And I hear a. And the car just shoots off. So I'd made a call all day. So I pick up my phone and I cut my eyes and look at the old downwind. And the, the car is at 75 miles an hour. So now I cut my eyes. And I turn my whole head. And he's. Out conscious with his foot on the accelerator. So now from where we started to impact was a half a mile without the car moving forward without a driver. At that point, I did what I was always conditioned to do. What my mother's always taught us to do was speak to God. And the first thing I said, because I'd seen all of my family, obviously my son, so my sister, my mother, my father, my daughter, my sister standing in the yard. I said, Lord. I guess I'm not going to see my family anymore. The second thing I said to God is, Lord, I guess I'm going to see you soon because now I get a grip on my mortality and you realize like this can't end. It can't end good because the car is now without a driver at 90 miles an hour. The third thing I do is I get mad with God, but I'm glad God didn't get mad with me (laughs) because I thought about who's going to pour wisdom into my son at this point? Who's going to marry my two girls? My wife's not prepared for this moment. Who's going to take care of my mother? And most importantly, you know, God, if I'd known I was going to die today, I wouldn't have came to this barbecue. As we start veering off the road, we start clipping trees and bushes. And every time he would um, take his foot off, the car would decelerate. He was out, right? He was out conscious. Gone. Foot on the accelerator, car being driven by itself. So at some point we hit something in the middle of the road and the car just shot across um, through the opposite side of the road. And we hit an oak at 90 miles an hour. I sustained a level two concussion, l 3 L 4 vertebrae fracture, bulging disc in my back. Uh, we hit the tree so hard that it lacerated my liver, which led me to bleed out half the blood in my body. And the force of, of the tree and the belt restraining me, um, severed two feet of my small intestine. And at that moment, God put a book inside of me called On Impact, which takes you through my journey from 11 years old delivering newspapers to modern day. And IMPACT is an acronym that stands for intuition, mastery, pivot, authenticity, connection, and teamwork. And at the end of each chapter is a hit list that the reader can apply to themselves And say pretty much, if Benny could do it, I can do it too. And that is what led me to this point in the pivot aspect of moving forward in a different direction in my life.
0: We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashaun McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashaun McDonald.
2: Fear is a good thing. Mm -hmm. Because unknown is a good thing. I always tell people, we Mm -hmm. live a life of being too comfortable. Mm -hmm. And if you live that comfortable life, are you happy with that comfortable life? When I say that, I'm not talking about just a job. I'm talking about a relationship. I'm talking about where you're living. I'm talking about the car you're driving, the clothes Mm -hmm. you're wearing. Are you comfortable walking out that front door? Are you comfortable Mm -hmm. sitting at that desk where you're working? If not, then you need to pivot. And when you pivot, there are no guarantees. Mm -hmm. The beauty of your life up Mm -hmm. to that point, when you were with your friend, Driving down the road, everything was normal. You were living mm-hmm. a normal life. Mm-hmm. When you looked over there and saw he was unconscious, 90 miles an hour. Those few seconds you had to think everything was abnormal. Everything <laughs> was against the trend. <laughs> and so, but but at that impact, it had to be everything was in slow motion. If I, that's how it really it's happens, dude. It that,
3: really does happen in slow motion.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, because I, I've been there, you yeah. know, like I was telling you off air. From a, from a life journey, you know, I, I, 1990, my, my lung collapsed. Right. Stayed in hospital 30 days. And I and I was one of those people who thought I could, I was a self-healer. You know, if I got sick, I go play basketball. I just sweat it out of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I never stayed in bed. And then in 2015, that's when I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. And when you was talking that same story, it was very relatable to me. Because what happens is when you are met with tragedy or, or, a, or a decisive moment in your life that you can't control. That's that's the that's the part right there that y'all need to understand. When he was looking over there at his friend, not knowing what was wrong with his friend, he knew that car was driving and he couldn't stop what was happening with it. That's not being in control. And so when they told me I had cancer, I had no control right there. But I had an understanding that what was going on in my life at the time, the people I cared about, people I wanted to be to be successful. That's why I'm living. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that's why you're living, Benny. Mm-hmm. We, we, that's why it's a blessing to have a family. It carries on. You have a reason to live. And so I was all right. You know, I looked at everything that was happening in my life, the people around me, the people I had touched. I was all right with dying. Not saying I wanted to die, but it did tell me at that point I needed to change my direction.
3: Exactly. And and God finds a way Getting the attention and what you're talking about is in regards to like the pivot. You know, uh, when I look at my journey in in the music business after mm-hmm. three decades, what people fail to realize, like when I left um, Rock Nation, they're like, "How could you leave that job?" And well, it's the best thing. Like it was an amazing situation. But have you followed my career? I left every job at the top right mm-hmm. because what i'm a believer is not talk about it be about it and i left all of those people at starting at motown to finishing my career in corporate at Rock nation and def jam and epic and all of these situations because as a giver it's it's about teaching people giving them the opportunity showing them how to fish and then let them fish right right mm-hmm. and so at this point even in the current landscape a lot of the people I taught to fish are now the people that are now in control of the business <laughs> because it's not about me having the best folks with me. It's about me going, helping others to be the best. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing that, then you don't worry. And right. life is good, man. Right. We, you know we don't did up and down. Right. You know we know <laughs> we don't have mayonnaise sandwiches and woggle. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know how to do both. Right. <laughs> and sometimes you put a little mayonnaise on woggle.
2: <laughs> you know, the, the beauty of what we're talking about here, I want everybody to hear this, but we got to slow it down a little bit. Yes. Because see, your pivot was tied to a, an accident and that nearly killed you. Yes. One of my pivots Because that's not the only pivot He always told you He left jobs at top So he was pivoting And seeing other opportunities Mm -hmm. So we're just talking about This one moment And not saying And we want to let you know That everybody doesn't need To have a life-threatening diagnosis A life-threatening event To change your direction When you hear me talk like this how do you encourage people to step out on fear, to past that fear and step in, uh, and I, and we always hear this, stepping out on faith. I would you if you don't have a plan with that faith, it's going to be a short
3: journey. <laughs> Talk to us, Benny. So, you know, I think to your point is, is actually seeing the finish line, mm-hmm. right? Um, I wake up every day knowing where I want to be. So whatever comes along the way, I'm comfortable with it, right? If, you know, if it's, uh, if it's it's a great day, it's a great day. If it's a bad day, it's a bad day. Because as you know, you're in the moment, yes. right? right? The past is gone. And, you know, today is only, you know, yesterday for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you got to take the time in order to accomplish what you're doing today and the value of what it is. Because once again, whether I, I never knew before the value of time right. until I walked out of that house and realized in an instant things change. Right. So while I'm in control of what I am in control of, make it matter. Now, the the finish line is how you see the finish happening. Right. And along the way you stay focused on what it is that you want. Don't mm-hmm. don't stray. Mm-hmm. Stay focused on what you want. Mm-hmm. And that's where the accomplishments will come. Because if you wake up every day truly loving what you do, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter how much money you make. Right. Right. It it doesn't. And when you make a lot of money, you know how to make that money work, Yes. right? Yes. And yes. if you if you just make because once again, I've been saving money. My mom taught me how to save since I was five years old. I had um, Christmas clubs. Mm-hmm. Some are, for those who are old enough to know Christmas clubs. My mother used mm-hmm. to walk me a mile mm-hmm. to the bank, and we'd put a dollar together mm-hmm. in the bank. So she taught me mm-hmm. how to save money then at five. Mm-hmm. So that's enrooted in, in me, right? In which I rooted my children and still in my children, which all of us should do, right? Because we don't know what the value, right, of what we do and the responsibility of who we are on what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Right? I think we get s- very sidetracked and social media is a problem with that, right? Like it's it's about well, you know, to swipe up, swipe
2: down. Well, you know, the thing about, you know, millennials were a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, we realize now that millennials just take advantage of technology. Mm-hmm. While people were complaining about technology, millennials saw an opportunity to skip tech. Mm-hmm. Steps. So technology is tied to that. Mm-hmm. So all you have to do is either join the gang, that line, long line of people who want to change. Or that very short line of people who are frustrated, and I say short line because a lot of people are getting out of that line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep. So you can look around yep. and go, you, you you you'll never be by yourself because there's stubborn people mm-hmm. out there who just gonna admit won't admit they don't, they are, they can change. But the thing that I really I wanted to point out, and, and just mm-hmm. hearing you talk, and uh, and and dealing with it, you know, when we start, we we've been fortunate to have a lot of famous names in our res- tied to our resume. Mm-hmm. I can go with Robert Townsend, T and mm-hmm. Tamara Mowry I can go with uh bonique i can go with uh jamie fox uh mm-hmm. kevin hard nick cannon the list goes on and on and each one of those people steve harvey Stephen a smith there's people always say rush wow you just these people have unique skills unique skills that separate them and make them special make them odd too hmm. because they can't work around everybody they have to be around a certain amount of people and if you're around them and you don't have that same mindset, they will trample you, because mm-hmm. they want to be great. And if you don't understand, if you're hanging out there just to have a good time, you won't re- be around these people long. Mm-hmm. Talk about hanging out with those type of people. Um, it's not by chance they're successful. Yes, none
3: of them, the ones that you named, uh, your repertoire, you worked with, and equally so, and the ones that I have, they all have that uni- unique skill set, and that is determination and drive by any means necessary. They're focused on individuals. I mean, you see it. Um, I've been with, with uh, individuals that you know that they would be who they are just because of their work ethic. Right. Like there is no break time. It's work time. Mm-hmm. Right. And And ideally, when you're on a dream, mm-hmm. right, and you're on a quest or you have a journey, that's what your focus is. So you need people who buy in and understand exactly where you're going. Mm-hmm. And those are who you need around. Not naysayers. Mm-hmm. Not hanger-ons, mm-hmm. right? Not people that kill your spirit with, ah, you not going to make it. Right. Let them go, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let them go. And, and ideally, you know, that's what becomes most important is, is understanding the company you keep.
0: We'll be right back with more Money-Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashaun McDonald.
4: AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic.
0: When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second-grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep tight stories. Listen to sleep tight stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Now let's return to Money Making Conversations, Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald.
2: Music is always key to uh what we do, and it's tied to everything we do in life. I always tell, her, you know, our relationship goes back to a, a record deal he brought to Steve mm-hmm. and I a long time ago. And if and if P diddy would have released The artist that we needed as our first single, Mm -hmm. uh, he and I might not be sitting there. Mr. Cheeks. (laughs) But it's a beautiful thing. So I wanted you to just drop some nuggets about what this book is all about. You talked about how it got started, but your impact, man, on how to motivate people and take them to the next level. Let's talk about a couple of keys. The key to building mentor relationships, because people don't understand, young people understand the value of mentorship. They understand that. But what is really the value of building mentor relationships, Benny Pugh? Mentoring changed my life. Uh, As I
3: said, when I started at Motown Records, the woman who actually gave me my first job works for me now, mm. right? Because, you know, once again, you know, life goes through its cycles and mm-hmm. and that's what long-term relationships are about, right? People pour into you, you make sure that you're able to give something back when it's time to drink. And and that's how it works. And, you know, like for me with with uh, the companies that I've worked for, it's about teach, especially for us as, as minorities and African-Americans and, you know, all folks is, you know, we need a break. We need an opportunity. There's a lot of things we don't know, right? So instead of making a mistake, like think of it in its most rudimentary, basic terms. If you didn't know green means go, yellow means caution, and red means stop, you'd always just walk in the street. But there's someone to teach you mm-hmm. and then move you along in 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 life in that in that respect. And and that's what I was able to do with the people that I've um, worked with. I've had some amazing mentors from Deidre Tate. L.A. Reid, um, you know, just to just to name a few. And um, it's a great resource for those to have an opportunity to be able to ask questions that, you know, you may not feel that confident in asking with those where you can be vulnerable. And that's the importance of of, of giving people an opportunity to be vulnerable to grow. Because if not, they'll make mistakes. Right. And
2: mistakes that you already have the answers to, why would you do that? Right. Right. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it, I always talk about, um, you know, because we talked about money early. I would tell people I'd never go into a relationship thinking about money. Mm. you know, I I, I think about what I can build and what Mm -hmm. value I can create. Because if you create value in any situation, Mm -hmm. somebody going to pay you some money. Somebody going to pay you some (laughs) money, man. Somebody going to pay you some money. They're going to pay you. And a lot of people miss that. They come in, this is what I want to get paid. And guess what? And then people start judging you based on what they paid you. Now, when you create value. A need, they don't judge it. They know they have to pay to maintain that relationship mm-hmm. or maintain that skill or product that you're delivering on a consistent basis. But you have to be consistent about it. I always remember that when I, when I how I got started in radio was just sitting in the back of the studio watching Steve mm-hmm. Harvey every day. And finally, I went, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And I started dropping producer notes, producer mm-hmm. next thing you know. I was the executive producer of the morning show. Because I had value, and I saw it, and I learned my craft. But nobody paid me extra money to get up at five thirty to go in the studio at six o'clock. I could have stayed at home and just collected my my commission check because I got paid on the deal. But you knew where you was going, yes. And the opportunity was the
3: value. Like there was an op- um, when I was at a company, um, it was an interesting point. I had to make a decision on whether I was going to stay at the company that I was at, or I was going to take another job. And take a six figure pay cut. Right. That's betting. That was probably the first real bet on yourself. Right. (laughs) The real bet on yourself. But, um, there was an opportunity at this particular company that they never gave outsiders an opportunity to come in. Right. And they were the best. So for me, the value was I want to go learn how they do their business. Right. And that opportunity up paying right. 30 X, right? Like at right. the end of the right. day, right. that money that I didn't make for that period of time, I didn't make it. Oh, I made that over and over and over again because of the education. Right. right. And realizing, following and looking at where I wanted
2: to go. And these are steps, right? right. It's the tuition that you pay to be yourself. Right. Right. I, I let me just give you an example of my relationship okay. to that. I remember when I was a, a writer, I was on ABC. The show got canceled. Steve Harvey, me and the boys got canceled. And then I went over to uh, Robert Townsend's first show. You know, they cut my money in half. I said, cool, I'm working. Mm -hmm. And then they, but they kept my job title. They did the same. Mm -hmm. And so I went to, um, I went to Warner Brothers Studios and I sat down. They said, uh, I said, I just want my job title to be elevated. He said, we can't give you no more money. I said, I'm not asking for no more money. <laughs> I just want my job title to be elevated. He said, does that mean I said, Yes. Because see, that's about, you know, like I said, showing value with your name. Because, you know, it's a staff writer, mm-hmm. executive story editor, uh, you know, assistant producer, producer, super writer. So I was about to miss a step. That guy looked at me. He go, nobody's ever come in here and say they wanted a title but not worried about the money. That small move got to me eventually be co-executive producer of the Jamie Foxx show. If I didn't go in that room and tell this guy, don't worry about the money, just give me the job title, I would have never gotten to be the co-executive producer of the Jamie Foxx show because I would have been the title behind.
3: Correct. I see you.
2: And so that's what we, that, that that that's my slide over to your the value of personal branding right. something you know oh too well and I want to let somebody know on my side I did a personal branding move way back then before mm-hmm. branding was uh, as they say in vogue today everybody mm-hmm. uses it so much but nobody mm-hmm. knows what it really means talk about personal branding Benny Pugh so it started for me as a child you know
3: it's a it's a, it's a funny story um, my sister Regina and I and the rest of our family we grew up in a five family house. And in the attic is which where our apartment was and the winters were really cold and the summers were really hot. And what was the chances that my last name being Pew, that there was a family of skunks that lived in proximity of the house, under the house and, you know, in a far distance. Mm-hmm. So when, whether the raccoons or cats or dogs would, would agitate the, the skunks, they would spray. And what would happen is that the scent would go the draft would pull through the house and come in to our apartment and me and my sister literally would smell like skunks mm-hmm. so we would go to school with the last name pew <laughs> smelling like skunks and kids as mean as they are mm-hmm. you know like children like they just nasty like, mm-hmm. you know we can be bad like kids we all we bad kids right mm-hmm. and realize at that point you know it could have been a, a pure negative i can't change my name Right. Um and obviously I'm not in control of the circumstances with the skunk. So that was at the point when I decided to brand myself and make sure my name mattered. Right. So that's why I'm always Benny Pew. Mm-hmm. Not Ben. Mm-hmm. I'm not Benny. <laughs> I'm Benny Pew because I
2: wanted my name to matter. Right. Because of the, I can say that you know, like I would say, you know, Oprah. I'm not trying to be Oprah, because you know, <laughs> Oprah can top you. You know, if you if you got a bad thing to happen in your life, Oprah got a bad thing to happen in your life. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you were homeless. You know, I was homeless too. <laughs> You're a friend of that you didn't eat for years. I, I had two friends who had cancer. That's Oprah. You know, she had that talk show because you know, because my name Rushan, right? You know, my my father's really enunciated Russian. Mm-hmm. And so I had to make a decision. Is it Russian or Rashawn? And the guy said, pick a name, brother. I was I remember it was 22. He said, pick a name. I say, Rashawn? He said, but don't say it like that. Don't say it like you're guessing. <laughs> say Rashawn. <laughs> okay, Rashawn. And so same thing there. If you make a decision, ride the decision out. And then do not if you don't want to be called Chris and your real name is Christopher, say, let people say your real name. Christopher. And that's what people so much, so long in life, they allow other people to define their path. Right. What is the, the thing that really sets you apart as far as defining people with advice? Faith. I mean, it's very clear. Um,
3: you know, what you believe is important because it all starts with, with the beliefs in the Almighty and then belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's really important. Um, everything else is secondary mm-hmm. to me, right? Ultimately, you know, s- someone who's been in, Some of the worst situations and the best. In some of the best situations, what's been most important is my driving force has been my faith. So that's really it. Simple for
2: me. Right. I always tell people that um, a a strong belief in what you want to do will be tied to the goals you put in place to achieve your dream. But it all starts with a dream. But a dream cannot be accomplished without goals. The goals you put in action to create next level opportunity. Benny Pew, thank you for coming on the show, brother.
3: Man, that was good, man. Say that again. Yeah, I
4: can't, I can't, can't. Ad is what it is. Thank you everybody.
2: I'm Rashawn McDonald, and that's been Benny Pew. Thank you, sir. <laughs>